Sales win rates have plummeted to a mere 17%, and outdated technology and tedious manual processes are to blame. Meanwhile, managers lack the visibility they need to hold their teams accountable. But imagine a world in which these crippling issues are solved automatically. Revenue.io automates the most frustrating parts of sales so reps can focus on what they do best, selling. Completely automate pre-call research, logging conversation data in your CRM, writing post-conversation recap emails, and prioritized outreach. And as reps book more meetings and close more deals, managers gain the real-time insight they need to scale what's working across their entire team. Ready to say goodbye to tedious sales processes and watch your win rate soar? Head over to Revenue.io to learn more. It's time to accelerate. Hey friends, this is Andy. Welcome to episode 690 of Accelerate, the sales podcast of record. I have an interesting show lined up for you today. Joining me as my guest is Brian Wade. Brian is the CEO of Sixter. And today we're going to be talking all about how you can use your email to accelerate your sales velocity. Now, before we get to Brian, I have two quick announcements for you. Next week will be the last new episode of Accelerate for 2018. My guest is going to be Michael Gale. We're going to be talking about the future of sales. So make sure you check that out. And then I'm going to be on travel for a couple weeks around the holidays. So on a regular time, on Wednesdays, we'll be posting a couple of my favorite episodes from Accelerate from the past year. Now, second announcement, if you haven't yet joined the sales house, the growth accelerator for B2B sellers, there's still time to do it before the year ends. The sales house is created with sort of one reason in mind is to help you learn how to close more deals, to make you look like a sales genius, to become the sales all-star for your team. To do so, we give you in the sales house the knowledge, the wisdom, the coaching, the mentoring, the advice you need to become the very best sales version of you. You get that through unlimited access to me with multiple coaching hours every week, unlimited access to a growing body of courses to help you learn and master the essential art and science and craft of selling, as well as you get access to a roster of world-class experts sharing their expertise in our weekly live workshops. And perhaps best of all, you get ongoing support from the people in the trenches, people just like you, people who want to help you, who are all members of the Sales House community. So imagine what your life would be like in sales if you didn't have to guess what to do next. Well, you can do that if you join the Sales House. Come join your peers in the Sales House. Come to the thesaleshouse.com. That is thesaleshouse.com. All right, let's jump into it with my guest today, Brian Wade. As I mentioned, Brian is the CEO of Sigster. Brian, welcome to the show. Great. Uh, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Well, pleasure to have you. So how are things in Indianapolis today? Things are happening. You know, we're right in the heart of downtown Indianapolis, and uh, there's a big festival in the street in front of our building, so lot, lots happening. And what are, they, what are they celebrating? It's a weekday. Yeah, it's, it's a Thursday. What are they celebrating? It's a big multicultural event, so it, uh, it's sort of just celebrating everything culture, you name Got it. it. Yes. Got it. And are you a big Colts fan? We, I am. Long-time season ticket holder, uh, you know, back from the Manning era to today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the last game, uh, the last Sunday. Uh, the Colts lost, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, we, we're big Colts fans. Yeah, I'm a big Andrew Luck fan. He was... I went to Stanford, he went to Stanford, you know. Follow, follow the boys after they go, and it's... Uh, 
do they have an offensive line for him this year? That's the most thing I'm most concerned about is that he's not having to run for his life. Yes. Like he did the first five years. They're working on it through the draft. So it's a, it's a work in progress. Okay. So they got a new GM, right? Yeah, finally. And finally. Really happy with him. And did they get a new coach too? New coach. Yeah, Frank Reich came from the... Oh, that's right. Frank Reich. That's right. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, good. Well, I'm sure the listeners are fascinated by my, <laughs> my fascination with Andrew Luck. But uh, and I don't even play fantasy football. It's just sheer fans' interest. So, all right. Well, let's, let's talk about Sigster. So... Before we get into that, tell us a little bit about your background that got you to Sigster, and then we'll get into Sigster and what it does. Great. So, you know, I started my career as a CRM consultant, implementing Siebel and Vantif and Clarify, old school CRM systems. Yeah, I was going to say. Before Salesforce was, was founded. And then um, after the dot-com boom busted, I landed at a corporate job, uh, you know, ran analytics and in the clinical trial space for a pharma company, which was an amazing experience. I got to go live abroad and I got uh, international assignments, and then um, I joined this uh, startup in 2005 called Exact Target. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a, I was the first services employee. They didn't have any professional services at the company at the time, and uh, built that uh, organization out. And uh, I, I knew the product so well, they put me in charge of it. So I became the VP of the email product for several years at Exact. Okay. Ran that organization, uh, grew that. You know, we, we, were, we were a very fast-growing uh, company. Yeah. When I was managing the email team. We went from uh, about $80 million to $300 million. And then uh, Salesforce acquired Exact Target uh, back uh, about four years ago. And uh, when that happened, I became the chief product officer of the marketing cloud, the Salesforce marketing cloud. Got it. Which included social the previous acquisitions uh, Salesforce had made there, advertising, and then, of course, email and mobile and web, uh, which is what Exact Target brought to the table. So that was an amazing experience working in Salesforce. Um, so 14 years of that, I decided to take a break, took a sabbatical, and I got a phone call one day from Scott Dorsey, who's one of the partners at High Alpha, telling me uh, that there was an opportunity to come be the CEO of Sigster. And you know, when I, was, when I was thinking about what I wanted to do next, I wanted to be a part of a software company that was prolific. And what I mean by prolific is every business in the world needed to be able to buy this product or use mm-hmm. product. I didn't want to go to a vertical or a niche, you know, specific tool. The thing about Exact Target and Salesforce that are so powerful is every business needs it and, and, and can right. run it. And so Sigster is a platform that hooks into your employee email and what it does is it unlocks the one marketing channel that no marketer is thinking about, and that's your employee email system, like your Gmail, your Outlook. And we turn your company's email system into a mar- your employee email system into a marketing channel and a relationship intelligence tool um, through the email signature and through a relationship intelligence product we have. And so uh, every business in the world runs a corporate email system. It's an owned marketing channel. Yeah. It's an owned asset, you know, and it's just one of these things like a diamond in the rough. It's sitting there. Everyone has one, and we hook into it and make it better. Great. So, I mean, good opening, good opening pitch for the product. So, first, so make sure people understand is that, that as you said, you hook into the, into the corporate email system is that you can say, okay, you know, starting tomorrow, we're going to be running a campaign for Pulse, let's say, your new product. And you can, through a central location, set up 
a banner basically on everybody's email, a clickable banner. Correct me if I'm getting this wrong. That, you know, starting tomorrow, everybody's email that goes out has this clickable banner promoting Pulse, let's say, or whatever product that in a uniform fashion for, yes, for every email that goes out in the company. I mean, it's, it seems... As your salespeople, as your C-suite, as your customer success team, just write emails. They're emailing every day, right? The customers, prospects, Mm -hmm. uh, their vendors, and um, and the normal business flow of writing email um, that we do that 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 one to one dynamic banner. So I could target all my customers. I could upload a list of all my customers to the system, um, and then if I email any of those domains, they may mm-hmm. see a call to action that says, "Thank you for being a customer. Check out our new right, program. right." As all my prospects in my pipeline, because we do integrate to Salesforce, uh, Marketo, HubSpot, Eloqua, etc. We can hook into that and say, oh, all my prospects will see a different banner that is targeted to where they are in the funnel. Um, and so these banners are dynamic uh, based on who's opening it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I'm emailing a coworker, it's going to say something like open enrollment starts in October. Get ready. Right, right. But if I'm emailing a prospect, it will say something different. Yeah, I, the thing I think this is the, the genius behind the product is, as you said, it's sort of... I sort of use the analogy, I guess, of like unused square footage on a retail floor space, right? Is, you know, you want to be able to merchandise and market through every square foot of real estate that you have. And, you know, email is still the primary method of, of communications is going to remain the primary method of communications for quite some time. And, is, and back to your analogy about square feet, how yeah. many square feet is available? Now, so if you yeah. have employees then you're going to have around a million impressions. If you have 10,000 employees, you're going to have around a billion impressions. How much would a marketer pay for a billion impressions? And they pay a lot for that. And tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of click-throughs. So yeah, depending on the size of the company, you can have a big, big marketing opportunity um, to get your message out. Yeah, no, that's what I said. It's just sort of because email is sort of relentless, right? I mean, it's something people are sending throughout the entire day. And as you said, I mean, you can obviously segment it, but it's it's just there. Yeah, yeah I said it's it's so who came up with the idea? I mean, it's I said I think it's it's genius. Yeah, great question. So uh they brought me in the CEO about 16 months ago. Dan Hanerhan is the founder. Uh he and I actually worked together at Exact Target. Uh we acquired his uh first company. Uh, when I was at Exact Target, and so he when he joined, uh, it was a much smaller business that we, we acquired called iGo Digital. The first thing that happened was our, our VP of marketing emailed all the iGo Digital employees and said, "Please take these ten steps and copy and paste this HTML into your signature so that it's brand compliant." And he saw that and thought, "Man, there's got to be a better way." Yeah. half the team's not going to do it, and then right. once you do it, you know, maybe you change. Uh, the banner changes because the event you're promoting today, it ends next week. And so Mm -hmm. you have to manually constantly changing this thing, this banner. Um, And uh, he thought, wow, there must be a centralized way to deploy it. So um, he ended up leaving uh, Salesforce to pursue this idea. Yeah, very interesting. And so it's not just a banner, it handles the signature itself as well? It does. It handles that business card part of the signature. Last name, phone number. And, you know, uh, so we do sync our data with Active Directory, uh, G Suite, Workday, 
you name the HR system, PeopleSoft, we integrate to it to get that data. Uh, hmm. And that banner, typically, we get data from the marketing automation system of record, a Pardot, hmm. a HubSpot, an Eloqua, a Marketo, and then tie the banner more into the marketing campaign side. Got it. Got it. So give people an example of, of how some of our clients using it. Yeah, we've got 400 amazing customers. Um, you know, there's a, no one vertical makes up more than 20% of our business. So uh, I'll just start with SaaS, so technology mm-hmm. company. Sure. Uh, Invoca is a software company out in Santa Barbara, California. They sell a high-end, six-figure, you know, long sales cycle kind of a product. And uh, they do progressive profiling in the banner. So top of the funnel leads, see top of the funnel content, like come to the webinar, download mm-hmm. the ebook. Bottom of the funnel leads, see things like come to our field marketing dinner, come to our event we're having you know, in market. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, more intimate calls to action. And they run an attribution system called Visible at, at uh, Invoca. And they can see in their attribution reporting that every closed one deal has a sixter click. And when there's a sixter click in the attribution data, that those deals move through their pipeline 477% faster than those that don't. So, you know, the real data speaks you know, for, for this tool and, and how it can help uh, a marketer progress their pipeline. Okay, so it's that great data. Let's deconstruct it a little bit. So why? <laughs> I mean, surely you've thought about that. I mean, it's, it's why, why do you see a higher velocity for someone, a prospect that clicks on the banner versus those who don't? Well, that's a great question. So we've done a couple of studies. First, what we did was we partnered with a company called iQuant. They put goggles on people's eyes mm-hmm. and track where the human eye goes just to prove the science behind this. Right. And the science shows you that when you create a really compelling banner, the human eye will move and look at it and click on it. So Invoca has a great design team mm-hmm. and they have really clear calls to action. Come to the, come to the event. Don't miss out on the fun, right? They're, they're very creative. Mm-hmm. Um, they use animated GIFs in their banners. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's one reason. The second thing is that like through, through progressive profiling, it's, it's just classic marketing. If it's relevant content to that person, they're going to they're gonna look at it. They're going to click on it. So if you, if you tie the content to the funnel versus just some generic random call to action, it's, it's targeted and relevant content. And those types of content see high click-through rates. Yeah, but I was just wondering in terms of actual velocity through the funnel. I mean, it's it's. Well, what, what they're what they're getting the prospect to do is to take the next step. Mm-hmm. Come to the event, download the ebook. Right. They're just pressing them down the funnel. And so that second question then is is compared to getting people to click for top of funnel versus in the funnel somewhere. Yeah, what do those click through rates look like? I mean, are they getting more success getting people? into the funnel or are they actually more effective progressing people through the funnel? Great question. So I'll, I'll walk through both. So the vast majority of emails that you're <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm laughing because you say a great question. I don't want people to think we've set this up ahead of time. We no, haven't, set, no. we haven't I mean, set it up ahead of time. Because I'm, I'm, I'm really eager to answer the, the specifics, right? Yeah. Your question was like, what about top? Well, top of the funnel, you really don't know those people. When you're top of the funnel, you're a marketing qualified lead likely you're not like an opportunity in Salesforce, right? The rep hasn't gone mm-hmm. in and said, you know what, I'm going to forecast this thing because it's, it's just the top of the funnel lead. You're just, 
you're getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. so, those, so those types of banners are more generic. Uh, typically, they're not as targeted. You're just trying to get them to engage with something. So we, we in that case, do what we call multi-banner rotation, where we rotate through multiple banners. Right. Just trying to get them to click to see what they're interested in. Bottom of the funnel leads, I mean, you, you, you know what product they're going to buy. Mm -hmm. In theory, you know how big the opportunity is. Um, there's a lot of things you know about that. So we tie into that data and then uh, encourage our customers to build banners that are really specific. Um, like so if, they, if they're targeting a prospect that's in retail, have retail-specific banners targeting that prospect with retail calls to action. It's relevancy. It drives click-throughs. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the top of the funnel ones are more generic. The bottom of the funnel ones, we try to get down to the one-to-one. So, like, we know that person's email address. So when they open it, they're seeing a very specific banner. Whereas way at the top of the funnel, we don't even know what they're interested in. We just, yeah. show, we just show them some generic stuff. So question is how involved then as you get closer to the opportunity taking place or a deal coming to fruition. So bottom of the funnel, um, how involved does sales get in creating the banners? Well, uh, not, not involved at all. Sales reps okay. don't do it and marketing controls it. But that's where our new product called Pulse comes in. Okay. And that's when sales uses that product. All right. So tell us a little bit about that then. So what Pulse does is, you know, our, our, our banner is in the flow of billions of emails. Uh, over 100,000 employees run our banner uh, globally, mm -hmm. on five continents. So we are collecting a lot of data. And this is with the, with the permission of our client, uh, all above board. And that data we collect is who's opening, when they're opening, mm -hmm. when they apply, if they accept a calendar invite, because again, we're hooking into the Office 365 or G Suite system and we collect that information and we do service it back in reporting for the email signature product, but we've taken the data and we've put it into a, a new kind of a database called a graph database that maps relationships. So we will create a, a node in the graph for every account. So when a domain comes across, like just, you know, Salesforce.com is a node in the graph. Mm -hmm. All the employees that work for uh, Salesforce are contact nodes in the graph. And then at Sigster, we are a node, the account, and all of our employees. And it maps the relationship and scores that relationship, that Sigster to Salesforce relationship. How strong is it? How many emails? How many replies? What's the frequency? Calendar invites. We're not reading the emails. We're not reading the subject lines. Mm -hmm. We don't do that by design on purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. We collect the metadata and then use artificial intelligence to analyze it. And then we service it back to the salesperson to say, here's your best relationships. Here's your best paths by, by city, by location. Because again, we know where the email is being opened. We know where the account is mm -hmm. geographically. And most salespeople are geographically aligned. Um, and so this, this Pulse tool gives you location and relationship intelligence to help with the sales process. So it seems like at some point there has to be a correlation, though, between the uh, quality of the email itself versus in relation to the clickability of the banner, right? I mean, one thing has to precede the other. I mean, it has to be, you know, what do you, what do they find in terms of, well, you know, we're, we're successful getting more clicks on the banners and emails of certain type or certain subject lines, because if it doesn't get opened, you don't get a click, for one. And, you know, is there science there that you're looking at? 
what we're looking at primarily is sort of a, there's not a, there's not a, we don't, we're not reading the subject line of the body. We're not, we're not doing that. Yeah. What we, what we want to, what we do analyze and provide insights into is uh, which contact at that account is your best relationship, which employee in your company has the best relationship with this, with, this, with this account. So if I'm a new sales rep, I come into a territory, I'm starting from scratch, the old sales rep just quit. Mm-hmm. How do I even know? Because a lot of times in the CRM, those interactions don't get logged. Right. How do I even know who to contact? This will tell you, oh, here, here's the best contacts in this account. Here's the best path in my company so I can request an introduction from my coworker and, uh, I can take the data, I can export it out, and then I can do all kinds of things with it. So because we're scoring the relationships, people are using the data to then put into you know, Salesforce, or they'll put it into DataFox, or they'll put it into all these tools uh, to run better marketing campaigns. Right. I mean, it's, it's a great fallback. I mean, not that you designed it that way, but I mean, it is a great fallback for, as you said, for when reps are incomplete entries into into the CRM system. Uh, yeah, for somebody new into an account or someone taking over an account or a territory. Yeah, a lot of a lot of visibility and intelligence they would otherwise be absent. That's right. And, and the other person who loves this tool is the event marketer. Because what the event marketer is trying to do, or the, or the field marketer in large organizations, they want to run an event in Seattle. Well, how do they do that? Well, they got to call the sales rep and say, who should we invite? And that sales rep may think of four or five mm-hmm. accounts, but this tool tells the marketer, these are actually the best accounts and my best relationships in Seattle. And then they can export that, bring it into Eventbrite and send a dinner invite, right? Um, so the, the insight it gives you is, is actual insight, not just kind of a guess, uh, which is uh, something we found to have pretty, pretty, pretty good success with. Well, it's a, uh- Random thought that just came to mind is is so, yeah. Obviously, a, a good portion of some fraction of a company's outbound emails are campaign based. You know, they could have through their marketing automation system. Yes. Yes. And then you've got just the random routine daily emails and so on. So, do you find differences in click rates depending on whether it's a campaign email versus just hey, I'm a salesperson following up on a prospect or you know whatever sort of more routine, uh, non predictive emails. So starting with the signatures product, the, the, uh, what we do is uh, we do integrate our signatures product into those marketing automation tools. Mm-hmm. So you, know, you can copy and paste our code because it's just HTML right. into a Marketo or into a HubSpot, and then it'll render the right signature and the right banner based on, you know, and, and sure. it will we'll match what's ever coming out of your Outlook or Gmail. Yeah. On the Pulse side, we ignore all the marketing automation emails. Because that's not real. That's not human-to-human communications. That's not a real relationship. Got it. Um, so any email. So what we do when we bring the data into Pulse is we in memory, not so we don't store the data. Mm-hmm. Parse the message looking for like unsubscribe links. We just ignore those. Mm-hmm. That's not a real human-to-human message, right? Right. Uh, we're looking for the human-to-human connection uh, for Pulse and to surface back real relationships. Um, and not take the marketing automation stuff into account on that side of our business. Okay. No, I like that. Great answer. Great answer. Um, so who's your sort of ideal client profile? 
So uh, we target businesses that have more than 100 employees, although we have plenty of customers that have less than 100 employees. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, we would love our customers to have some sophistication. You know, if they're running a a Pardot, if they're running a HubSpot or a Marketo or Eloqua, that's perfect. That kind of gives us a signal to say, yes, they've kind of got, they've they've got some organized campaigns they're running. They've Mm -hmm. got some content they're promoting. That kind of tends to be our ideal customer profile. So uh, we do well in healthcare, insurance, marketing tech, cons- uh, professional consulting, because uh, they have a lot of client-facing employees. Right. Uh, you know, like the large accounting firms or the agencies or systems integrators tend to, to be great clients for us. And then the heavily regulated industries, we do well there. So that way we can lock the stuff down for those. For those compliance companies. purposes and so on, right? That's correct. And then what about in customer service, customer success? I imagine that this is actually fairly valuable there as well. It is. So the employees that run Sigster are sales, the sales development group, customer success team, HR team for the recruiters. You know, anybody that's emailing a lot uh, are the folks that run it primarily. And then, you know, we, we can manage the signature for the entire company if, if that's what somebody wants as well. Yeah. No, that's fascinating. I, I, again, it's one of those tools that you... You think initially it's like, hmm, wow, why hadn't someone thought of that before? Because <laughs> it makes so much sense. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, what makes it uh, the genius of it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Well, very cool. Um, so tell people they can find out more about uh, Sigster and get in contact with you. Yeah, they can check out us, uh, check us out at Sigster.com. It's S I G S T R.com. Uh, you know, pricing is on the website. The packages are out there. We're very transparent. Uh, you can check that out. And uh, yeah, we'd love uh, to uh, schedule some time to chat with you about what we can do and help your marketing team. Yeah, no, I think it's people, if you haven't checked it out, they should definitely go check it out. It's very, very interesting. I think that, like I said, for me, it's just given the relentless nature of email. In fact, it's out there. It just makes so much sense. Again, it's one of these things that, yeah, you think, okay, why hadn't somebody done that before? Okay. Brian, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure having you. Yeah, I really appreciate your time, uh, Andy, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, goodbye. Okay, friends, that was Accelerate for the week. First of all, I want to thank you for joining me, and I want to thank my guest, Brian Wade. Join me again next week as I welcome Michael Gale to the show. Michael is the author of the best-selling book, The Digital Helix, Transforming Your Organization's DNA to Thrive in the Digital Age. And we're going to be talking about how B2B sellers need to transform how they sell to thrive in the digital age in the age of AI. Very important topic for all of us, so be sure to join us next week. Before you go, don't forget to check out The Sales House. It is the all-in-one sales, learning, coaching, mentoring, and growth accelerator for B2B sellers. Visit saleshouse.com. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Hey, sales strategists. At Revenue.io, we're not just imagining the future of sales. We're building it. We offer the world's most complete platform for revenue teams, and we're featured in the most recent Forrester Waves for both sales engagement and conversation intelligence. 
With Revenue.io, you can slash call prep time to seconds, guide your reps in real time to have more successful conversations, and after calls, we generate ready-to-send recap emails so sellers can keep deals soaring toward the finish line at light speed. See the future of sales now at Revenue.io.